Welcome, Knights of the World Table. This is How to D&D Episode 2. In this episode, Jen Weston and I take Jessica on the first part of a one-shot adventure where we explain all the mechanics and rules a new player needs to start learning as we play and keep it fun. If you already know how to play and just want to hear our ongoing adventures, you should just start with the first episode, which is titled We Don't Need Gates, for reasons that will make sense when you listen to it. walking along together. We're walking in this forest path that's fairly well-traveled. People, you know, a few times a day probably pass down this path. If you've been traveling on this path a few times a day, somebody's traveling the other direction and you say hi and and whatever the etiquette there is, but you're traveling towards a little town of respite. So let's take just a moment for you guys to briefly introduce what you've cobbled together about this first character, Jen. Go. Oh, you want me to go first? Of course, Jen. (laughs) Uh, well, allow me to introduce you to, I can't say it, Bertha McGimble. <laughs> <laughs> she is a dwarf, uh, life, life domain cleric, um, and uh, she praises the uh, Mishakal, the goddess of healing uh, and the patron of motherhood. So she is uh, like, you know, in her... 40s and a little stout little dwarf. Uh, Dwarfs are kind of like mini humans that just got squashed down and they're usually kind of sturdy. We'll call them sturdy, (laughs) sturdy individuals. Um, And uh, so she's just kind of rosy cheeked and red hair and that's kind of all over the place and bubbly. Get it, Bertha. Yeah. Yeah, The races of D&D that you know about from, you know, other other genres, Lord of the Rings, things like that. They're probably mostly pretty much like that, dwarves and elves. Mm. There's a few races yeah. like tiefling that are a little mm-hmm. bit more specific. But for the most part, what pops into your head when you hear about a dwarf or an elf is probably more or less true for for would, standard Dungeons I would argue and some people might imagine elves to be uh, shorter than they are in D&D, but... It's true. There's a pretty wide range in literature of I blame Santa. Elf lives matter. Is that God? Is that God you described something you just made up, or is that uh, something from literature? While you were describing, uh, no offense, but I checked out and I totally Googled and found that on some website or another. I don't know if it's actual like D and D canon lore, but it does exist on the internet, and therefore it's good enough for right now. So (laughs) yeah, that's right in with the theme. Like if your dungeon master is fine incorporating whatever you bring into it, then then cool like every world they're actually really specific in the uh dungeon master's guide that even if you start off with the intention of this is canon standard dungeons and dragons these are the monsters and these are the cities and these are the lands in this specific land that's figured out in books and other resources the moment you start essentially you create like a parallel universe and that is yours and whatever happens in that world now is entirely up to you so if a certain city that's really famous in other literature gets obliterated by a dragon or falls into a hole into another dimension or whatever that's what's going on in your world don't worry about it matching in other stuff so that god now exists and it's prominent and <laughs> inspires Jen's character of Bertha McWhat? McGimble. McGimble. <laughs> Bertha McGimble. All right, Weston, what do you got for us? Well, my name's Vin Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a paladin. I'm a human. 
Uh, pretty good looking dude. Um, Patrick Warburton is, is right that now. Objective? <laughs> Definitely is that objective that or his opinion that we're hearing? Oh, about? he thinks himself very, very, uh, very suave. Cool. Uh, but, you know, he also has this this devotion to his his god, Helm, who is the god of protection. And he really wants to make sure that everybody is protected really well. So that's Vin Dangerous in a nutshell. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Nice. So Vin, Bertha, and Lyra <laughs> have been traveling down this path towards Wait, do the you town. Allow you a full self introduction? Yeah, that's like a good point. Give us a give us a oh, re rundown of Lyra. Just, you just, just want to like kind of introduce did, Lyra, okay. get into like, your character a little bit. Introduce us to her and kind of tell her what real quick kind of what you envision and what she's about. Okay. My name is Lyra Dontreder. Thank you, C.S. Lewis. Uh, I am a tiefling. Got a tail. Got some horns. Happy to be here. Uh, I, um, I pledged my soul to a mischief god when I got really drunk one night. <laughs> well, we've all been there, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, is that a tavern? I'm it was showing very Jessica teedy. a picture of a tiefling right Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. I have great hair. Uh, <laughs> Did you say great or gray? Great. Oh, oh okay. Although great and great. They can, can be the be same gray, thing. gray hair. Okay. Yeah. It's very um, in right now. No, I think I have like jet black hair. Ooh. And, uh, and I, I, I am estranged from my previous group that I was with. Ooh, intrigue. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Yay! Mm -hmm. Your first D&D character with us. So you've been walking around this path. You're maybe less than a day's out of respite. You're expecting to walk throughout the day and arrive there around afternoon time. And you hear off to your left in some bushes. It's pretty thickly wooded, but you hear some rustling in the bushes. Did you guys hear that? Oh, it, it does sound like there might be something over there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's Bertha. <laughs> well, you told me to play D&D, so I'm playing some D&D. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got to up my voice game. <laughs> Let's just walk faster. You don't want to investigate. I mean, it could be something kind of scary. Uh well, just keep everybody safe. Maybe Lyra's got a good point. We could just walk on by and not, not really worry about it. Okay. I, I'll, I'll take the lead. Uh, what I would like to do is look back and see if I can tell what it is that's rustling in the bushes. All right. Roll a perception check. So he's going to take his D20. He's going to roll it, and he's going to add his perception skill. Uh, that's a 14. 14 total. Total. So next step of looking at your character sheet there is earlier we referenced your investigation score. You have this list of skills, and most things you might want to do could fall under one of those skills. They're all based off of one of those six main character traits earlier. So perception is based on wisdom. And if you don't have any extra expertise in perception, then it would be just your wisdom modifier of zero for you, but if your character is especially perceptive for Mm -hmm. some reason, you might have an extra bonus on there. 
So he rolled a 13 and added one, and he got a 14. So he kind of glances back behind him as he goes, oh, and so what I do now with that 14 is I make sort of a judgment as the dungeon master of what does a 14 level, which is fairly above average, fairly decent, allow him to perceive about the situation. If he rolled a four, it's probably, even if there's obvious stuff there, he's oblivious to it. If he rolled a 20, then he sees everything that is able to be seen. So I kind of make an arbitrary decision in my head. It would take an average roll of 10 to perceive this thing. A 15 might perceive some extra stuff. A 20 would perceive everything. Um, Some things might be more difficult than others. So if your character did at some point say that you wanted to do something that I feel like is not very realistic, kind of crazy, I might set in my head, okay, She's going to roll for that, and she's going to have to get a 20 or above to even have a chance of doing that. Or if it's easy, the difficulty of whatever you're trying to do might be lower. So he rolled a 14, and he looks back, and he sees continued rustling back there, and he also hears some whispering. And the whispering, he's able to uh, perceive what it is that he hears, which is... I think they're going to move on. That's good. Okay. Just, just stay quiet. Stay quiet and they'll go away. You guys hearing that too? I don't think so. I, but... Well, now now they want us to go away and that makes me not want to go away. Do you want me just to shoot an arrow into the bush? <laughs> uh, if, 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 if you think that'll they help. They could be good people. They might just be scared. I mean, we are rather intimidating looking. True, true. You are a very kind soul, Bertha. I'll go say hi. <laughs> oh, they stopped. Uh, all right, uh, get ready to stab them if they come over here. Do I hear that, or is that just Ben? <laughs> now that you're all tuned in, you probably hear some version of the whispering, oh. even if you didn't pick up all the words. You guys are and terrible whisperers. <laughs> quick question. Yes. Do we have to talk in turns? Uh, no, Mm-mm. no, we, we only, uh, really worry about that. Like when, once we roll initiative, if we're in combat, but for right now, just like we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Um, so it appears that they want to stab us. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I won't walk over there. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we should probably do something about that. Or else the uh, next people who come down this road are going to get into trouble. And oh, gosh. Oh, wouldn't want it. that. We can take care of ourselves. All right. True. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and I'm assuming maybe I can take an attack of opportunity since they have not attacked yet. Sure. You can't see them specifically, so you'd be attacking kind of at a disadvantage. A bush, but you see where it was, yeah, rustling around. So if you want to do something to it, sure, we'll see. A disadvantage attack. Well, I don't want anybody to stab me, so I'm going to hurl a guiding bolt um, at level one uh, at the bush, and uh, we'll see what that does. All right, so she is casting a spell, guiding bolt at whatever is hidden in this bush. She's going to go ahead and roll for that, and we'll explain what it is and what happens. So that's a... (laughs) 
That's a four, and then my <laughs> modifier is a three, so we've got a seven to hit. Hey, Bertha, it was, it was the other book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she holds her hand out, or perhaps a holy symbol or whatever she uses to cast with, and out of that comes this bolt of radiant energy that casts force and just like zips right over the top of where this bush was, where the rustling uh, obviously was. You guys, I, I, I missed... Hmm. What, what was that? You hear from the push. Oh, man, she shot something at us. Can you believe that? Oh, man. Oh, we got it. What are we going to do? Well, you, you said you were going to stab us, I say to the bush. So you get out of there right now or she's going to fire another one of those things. Yeah, that was a warning shot. Yeah. You think they're talking to us? <laughs> Yes, you in the bush. Yeah, man, I think they're talking to us. I, mean, I don't know who else they'd be talking about. So you hear nothing from that point. They don't step forward. I don't think these fellows are very smart. Lyra? Can I cast a You hear one of the voices from the bush say, like, yeah, I agree with her. <laughs> Can I cast, like, a lasso spell and just, like, yank him out? So, you've so got this your... is a good time to break down what is it that Lyra can do. So as a level one character, the answer of that for everybody is not that much. Yep. Mm. A caster knows a couple of spells. Uh, fighters can hit things, but as you level up, as you get more experience, you learn more and more stuff. So I'm going to groove your character sheet and look over what you have. So you have a dagger. It does daggery things. Cool. You could stab somebody. You could also throw a dagger, but you might not need to because you're also carrying a light crossbow. Oh, nice. So that's like a little hand-loaded crossbow that you could shoot a bolt, but it takes a little bit of time to reload it. Um, you also have a quarter staff. It's just a long stick you cool. can whack people with or use as a walking stick or whatever. <laughs> she also knows a couple of spells. A go-to warlock spell is called Eldritch Blast. And that is like a blast of force energy that you shoot out at something similar to Guiding Bolt that she used. Guiding Bolt's a little bit more powerful. But Eldritch Blast is a cantrip, and that means it's free. So as a caster, cantrips, mm. you can cast as many times as you want. The higher level spells, you know, you can only cast a limited number of times. You got that Eldritch Blast. You can Eldritch Blast whatever you want, whenever. Um, we'll talk about how to do that when you choose to. Your character also knows Chill Touch, which is a spell attack. It uses necrotic damage, bad guy damage, nice. <laughs> dark damage. We so can describe necrotic. Would it be yeah. too much to explain the damage types real quick? Um, maybe... And wait until we're in combat? Okay. Yeah, we'll sure. jump in as it becomes... Because the thought occurred to me that I also have a high charisma score, right? So can I just ask them to come out of the bush? You could. Um, in terms of what's going on right now, you're going to have... You'd have probably more opportunity to do that if we didn't first shoot them with a bolt. <laughs> They're going to react to that. But yes, absolutely. That might be, I mean, that's a good default thing for somebody with high charisma to start with. Like, let me go talk to them and see what I can do. And it's certainly as you assessed these characters that aren't that bright, you might figure out a little bit more about like, maybe I can trick them. Maybe I can deceive them. Maybe I can just talk them into stuff. So in terms of your spells, Eldritch Blast, Chill Touch. Chill Touch, you create a uh, that necrotic. You Basically, you have to touch somebody. Well, So that one's a little bit weird because that one, you create a spectral hand that oh, touches yeah, yeah. them, right? Oh, cool. So there's like this ghostly hand that comes out so you can fire it at a distance. And then it kind of chills them or and so ices them over. And so they can't be healed or there's some... 
Yeah, there's something, something funky about that, but we'll, we'll get there's to it when you cast it. To that we'll one. look it up later. And mm-hmm. um, what do I need to cast that? You said like my my Eldritch spell I can cast all the time. Yeah, so Chill Touch is also a cantrip, so you can touch oh. that. Oh, you cool. can uh, use that for free. It doesn't use anything up. Both of them in the course of battle will just take up your turn of Got it. what you can do on that turn. The other two spells that you know are... Dissonant Whispers, very creepy spell. Basically, you cast this spell and the creature hears, like, whispers insulting them or, like, breaking them down. Oh, yes. And they'll, they'll roll to try to defend that. And if they roll high enough, they'll kind of, like, slough off. They take a little bit of damage. Um, but if they fail their roll to protect against that, then they will... Um, Let's see. I believe run away. They'll be afraid of you, and they'll run away directly mm. from you. We might have to double check and look up that spell. I'll look it up. There's a very abbreviated uh, description on her spell sheet. Okay, so I want to cast my Eldritch spell blast. All right, so you're going to Eldritch blast into the bushes where you're hearing these, similar to the way Bertha did, but with hopefully a little bit better aim. So what you're going to do is. Uh, you're going to take your d20, and you're going to roll that, and you're going to add 5 to it. 5 is your spell attack modifier, which is your charisma score plus proficiency. That's another important number we haven't talked about. Basically, proficiency is a number you add when you have experience with something. So you know magic. Your proficiency bonus is 2, so you add that to to magic. If you are proficient in perception, you'd add that 2 to perception, so... Uh, let's have that roll plus five to see if you're successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 13. So 13 plus five, that's an 18. That's a good roll. So oh, yeah. you blast, Eldritch blast, um, even with these targets obscured, you pretty know, you know pretty clearly where they're at, and you blast this force bolt into the bushes, and it hits something, and you hear, oh, she hit me with something. Oh, man. And... Um, so you definitely are defining two voices hidden in that bush. You're hearing them talk to each other a little bit. And the the other one that was not hit says, like, uh, I'm going to go tell them, uh, you take care of this here. And you see sort of rustle, rustling head off up a hill, um, sort of to the left of where you are on this path. And the other one that was just hit by an Eldritch Blast kind of struggles around and tumbles out of this bush and what you see before you is a goblin. A goblin is, um, this one has sort of greenish brown skin, um, pointy, long kind of pointy ears. It's maybe two or three feet tall, a little black and white picture of a goblin. But that's one of those creatures where if you imagine what you think a goblin looks like, it's probably oh, kind of like close. that. Um, you're probably aware of goblins existing in the world. And... Um, Definitely as, a, as an adventurer, goblins or something you know a little bit about. They don't tend to be that bright. They also don't tend to travel alone. They keep to themselves. They're not generally that trustworthy. You never know about the individual goblin, but that's what that is. So what we didn't do is you hit this goblin with an Eldritch Blast. It was hit. It fell out of the bushes. We need to decide how bad you hit it. So based on that hit, you are going to roll damage, and the damage for an Eldritch Blast is a D. 10, D meaning dice. So you're going to look for a 10-sided die. That's 12. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's 
two more than it's a hard to. That's a, this one here. Ah. So I you're going to roll that, and what it comes up is how much damage Everybody you do to this stuff. Oh, Aww. see, it rolled a zero, but that actually means on a 10-sided die, that is a 10. Yeah, oh, you can't roll max. zero damage. Cool. And so you hit this goblin with that Eldritch Blast, <laughs> and it stumbles out and uh, just, like, collapses in front of you. It's done. He is not responsive. He is not necessarily um, a character. So he's gone to zero hit Dang, points Lyra. in terms of numbers. Goblins aren't that tough. So basically, he stumbled out, fell over. He might be dead. He might be unconscious, but he's not currently a threat. So that's what you got. The other one took off up the hill, and this one's lying in front of you. It's not going to be very open to questioning, for instance, right now, because <laughs> you've blasted it. Uh, where do you want to go from here? Um, well, uh, while I hate to waste something, we need to know what was going on in that bush, right? Or do we think we scared him off? What do you guys think? It sounded like he might be getting some friends. Yeah, they threatened to stab us. Uh, should we go after the other one? Well, let's look through his pockets first. Maybe we can find out something about him. Uh, go ahead and check, Lyra. Um, sure. Roll um, Roll your investigation for that. So I don't D20 like dead, plus dead your four so for much. investigation. 19. <laughs> 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 Got a natural. And my investigation is plus four. So that's, <laughs> a, that's a 23. You uh, discover all there is to be discovered with this little goblin. You know his blood type. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he doesn't have anything like amazing or anything. He's carrying a spear. It looks not really like something you'd want to care too much about like your your weapons that you know and are comfortable with are probably of better make than most of the stuff this goblin is carrying he has some sort of basic leather armor on him he has that sort of ratty spear it looks like he has some uh, he has a little sling and some rocks that he might throw at you he has a couple of coins and you maybe notice about these coins there's two you know, there's a kind of an assortment of copper and silver and basic coins he might have earned or looted for somebody. But there's also, he has a gold coin that seems of particular. People out on the road don't usually have coins like this. Out in the realms here where there's lots of different kingdoms and lots of different places, each place tends to have its own currency. And this coin looks really nice. You don't necessarily recognize what it is, which is a little bit weird on its own. Because it seems like it probably comes from someplace far away, but it also looks valuable. It looks like real gold. It's a little bit weird that this goblin out in the wood would have something. There's a story behind. How did this goblin get this very nice, very foreign-looking coin? What do you got there, Lyra? I don't know. I haven't seen anything like this before. Have you guys seen anything like this coin? Uh, have I seen anything like this, DM? Sure. Roll in your investigation on this coin. Do you want us? Can we both roll, or yeah. do you want? This is a good point, actually. If if somebody is helping you with something, you can either both roll, or you can get something called advantage. Um, so if uh, Bertha were to help Vin with this roll, I could roll my d twenty twice. 
Mm. And then take the higher of the two. Would that apply to something like that, though, that in, implicates like prior knowledge, though? <laughs> like, it's some, like if it's something like opening like a trap door, it makes sense. But for me, like this role wouldn't. Well, you're kind of we're kind of looking both looking at the coin, right? Trying to figure it out together. Okay. Would you like advantage? <laughs> you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just talking about the game. Yeah. Let's I mean, if the two advantage. characters are going to kind of collaborate on like, oh, wait, I've seen something like this. It was from over at this point. It's like, oh, yeah, I know something about that place. Maybe it's this king or whatever. Yeah, it could do that. So All the right. concept of advantage and disadvantage is uh, also very frequently at the DM's discretion. If the DM feels like you'd have a particularly good chance at success advantage means you do two rolls and you take the better one. If the DM feels like this is unlikely, there's something preventing success here, he might or she might uh, give disadvantage, which is two rolls and you take the lower one. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned disadvantage maybe earlier for shooting at goblins that are hidden in the bush. That would be an easy way of saying they're going to be a little bit harder to hit. Here, he's going to have a little bit of advantage because they're both putting their minds to this. Go ahead and roll twice. That's a five. And that's a six. Okay. Uh, Well, so he gets to throw out that five. Take a six. Uh, What's that investigation here? Uh, We're looking at a minus one. So that's a five. This goes right back. Okay. Well, that was great. Maybe he wasn't the person to investigate. the important part is that you tried your best. (laughs) You're right, Lyra. I have no idea what this is. Nope. (laughs) I think it's a coin. Yeah. Well, it's, it's gold. I hope I know that much, but... Yeah. Well, I'm definitely taking it. Okay. Sure, you found it. I mean, like, we, you know, we are taking it. I think we should take all of the stuff this guy has. I think we should tie him up. Well, he's he's dead. Well, is, oh, he's dead? Is he dead? Can we check that? Sure. Check on if he's dead. Make a... I guess that's an investigation check. Make a medicine check. Medicine. Somebody I, make a I'd medicine like check to do that. that one. Let me mm-hmm. do that one. I'm going to do that one. Vin's I'm... on timeout for checks. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys mess with the body. I don't want to. I don't want to mess the, with the body. Uh, so that's an eleven, but I have proficiency in medicine, so that's actually a sixteen for mm, me. Sixteen. He's dead. <laughs> so guys, this guy. He potentially was not initially dead, but now when you check him, he has died. Yeah, he's not going to make it. So, have you guys ever tried goblin meat? <laughs> oh, uh, I, I I don't know if I'd be so much into that. And we have to respect other people's cultures. It's that's fine. Really good. Uh huh. <laughs> well, Lyra, uh, did you want to cut up this goblin? And uh... <sighs> now might not be the time for culinary arts. Uh, was there anything else in the bush? Like, uh, what were they doing in there? Uh, you pick in the bush. There's nothing in there, but there was that other person <laughs> who just uh, ran who, to go get reinforced. Who mentioned telling the others and then scurried on, seemingly scurried up the hill. Go after them. I don't or? think we have a choice. We have to. Or you know, we could just run away and continue on towards town. You don't have to fight everyone you meet. Ben, we've talked about this. Well, I know, but what if they come back and they're defenseless people? On the, we've met them. We've met these, you know, we met Frank and Sally. Well, and, and if we had kept walking, would they have attacked us? I don't know. I threw a bolt at them. <laughs> well, they well, did say that they were going to stab us, so. And in my past experience, once you kill someone's friend, they get really mad. Oh, that does sound about right. <laughs> I think we have to take him out. I'm going to draw my sword. Venturous into the woods. Well, I support whatever you two decide. I'm so proud of both of you. Thanks, oh, that's, Bertha. That's very sweet, Bertha. That's really nice. That's why we keep you around. 
All right. Well, looking up in the direction that this other creature seems to have gone off to, you can't go. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of brush. So there could be a lot of things back there. It seems like there's kind of the uh, road is on a little bit lower terrain than surrounding things. So there's kind of a hill to scramble up. It has a lot of bushes and scrub and assorted trees such that you can't really see what's beyond it. And on the other side of the road is similar um, more level terrain actually probably goes, there's a slight decline on the other side of the road. So it's kind of been like the road has been etched into kind of a gentle slope and this other creature went uphill. Uh, anybody see any tracks or anything we could follow? Hmm. Would that be investigation or perception? You Well, so you definitely know... You definitely can see and remember the direction that the creature went off because you could see kind of the well, then bushes let's just go over scramble there. through. Yeah. Well, okay. we don't know how many there are. Should we split up two and one? Oh, I don't think we should split up. I think we should stay together. Yeah. If, if, if they're going to get a jump on one of us, that's a lot worse than jump on three of us. Plus, I would worry if I couldn't see you. Sorry. I'm just not used to having friends. <laughs> Lyra <laughs> seems like the emo daughter. Yeah, he's another two adventurer. Okay, did we just we'll roll a together. sitcom? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's Finn and Lyra <laughs> and Bertha. <laughs> well, let's let's continue with the forest. So we, we know the direction he went. Let's go. I will. Uh, I'll lead. I guess. And I'm going to try and use my sword to kind of like chop anything that might be in our way. Lyra, you stay here in the middle. I'll take up the back. Okay, so you're going to machete through a little bit the <laughs> yes. the brush and walk on through there. It's all really low, so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just kind of wiping my sword along my knees. Weed wagger. <laughs> so I think in a situation like this where you're approaching, there's the question of like, are you trying to be stealthy? Are you trying to sneak? Are you trying to, you know, announce yourself? So I would think I would think you're going to be making some noise, cutting through yeah. the brush. Mm-hmm. Do people want to try rolling stealth? Do you want to not worry about it? Do you want to announce yourselves? I think I uh, my stealth is not too good. I'm wearing full plate armor, half plate armor, so I'm. Uh, they're they're going to hear my armor coming, most likely. Okay. okay. So you collectively, know. you're kind of going to charge through. We're going to charge through. We could make an attempt to intimidate them a little bit. I could use my tomaturgy. And uh, I could I could make a little announcement. It allows me to uh, cast my voice very very loud so that it's booming and thunderous. I could tell them that we're coming for them, and maybe they just run away. Well, I think the point's to catch up to him so they, <laughs> so he doesn't run away. Okay. <laughs> right. So uh, that's a good point because I believe as a tiefling, Jessica also knows thaumaturgy. You have that yes. third cantrip that you know as a tiefling. And what that allows you to do is several little things that like just might come in tricks. handy. Hmm. Um, you can, like she was just describing, you can make your voice boom um, in a loud way. You can make flames flicker. You can cause the sensation, not really the sensation, but like the noise. Yeah, I get that gets the sensation kind of, of like tremors in the ground. Mm. It's not actually shaking anything, but it's the kind of like feels like maybe an earthquake is coming or something. You can create ominous sounds, uh, a few other things, just a few little tricky, interesting options. That okay, so you're heading up this hill. We're cutting down some brush. Um, yeah. And hi, yeah. 
as you get up, you start to hear, see, uh, ahead of you, you can start to see a little bit of a clearing where you do see a goblin that is speaking to two other goblins that are mounted on Hmm. kind of wolf-looking creatures. They're not exactly wolves. Specifically, some of you are probably have encountered or heard about wargs, which are wolfish creatures that can kind of be ridden. You don't really want one to bite you. Hmm. The standard sort of animal, and it's about the size that a goblin can sit on. Hmm. That's a warg. So, uh, what? Who is presumably this creature that ran off before? Is saying like, oh, somebody was coming and they shot uh, little Joe with uh, something, and I don't know. I don't think he's okay. But guys, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're coming for the treasure or not. And then they all toward, turn towards you because we're coming for your you're treasure. Not being <laughs> super stealthy. So that's as much as you get before they turn to you. And Vin announces himself. And halt. <laughs> So they all square off and they face you. And I think that's going to take us into initiative. We didn't quite do that before because battle didn't get that far. <laughs> but, um, A little miss one shot over here. <laughs> so everybody's going to roll initiative. That means you take your 20-sided die and you're going to add a modifier, which is based on your dexterity. You have a little box of initiative. It's right. I'm going to point to it here. So you're going to take 20. Oh. You're going to add one. And what has everybody got? I'm a 15. Yeah, I got a six. I am also a six, including my initiative. Okay, so you guys, uh, Jessica and Wesley, hey. can decide between them who wants to go first. Uh, what's your dexterity? Is, oh, okay. uh, my dexterity is 12. 12. Well, mine's 11, so you can go first. Okay. So uh, I rolled for uh, the goblins, and they rolled a 20. Oh, so no. Oh, dear. They're going to get the jump on you as things go to battle, and then all of you will go. It means Bertha will go first, and then the two of you. Who do we say between the two of you is going to go first? Yes. yes. All right. So a little bit quicker than I am. Bertha, Lyra, and Vin. So it's initiative, taking us into initiative, roll initiative is kind of an iconic phrase in Dungeons and Dragons because that means things have occurred, whether on purpose <laughs> or not, and now you're going into battle. So you asked earlier, do we need to like take turns or anything? When you're out of initiative, no, we just role play it. We play it out. When we're in initiative, that means we're going to go into a turn-based system. And it's based roughly on your dexterity. And that basically just breaks down to like who has the reflexes to get the first shot in just a moment before the other person. These goblins got the drop on you. They're already talking about somebody might be coming. They're already on alert. And so they will be able to attack you first or take actions. And then you guys will go in that order. Each order, each round of combat in Dungeons and Dragons is about six seconds long. So everybody will go, you guys will go, and the goblins will go, whatever you do, whether you fight or not. What we're capturing is six seconds worth of everybody doing something, because battle is kind of chaotic. Which is important to remember, because if you you might see a spell that like has effects that last a minute, and that doesn't sound like very much, mm -hmm. but that's ten rounds of combat, <laughs> and most combats actually revolve resolve themselves pretty quickly within a minute. So, um, ten rounds is is a long effect for a spell. And uh, what we do on initiative will take a, a step at a time. So first, the goblins are going to. Uh, Turn to you guys. Vin announced himself first, so um, 
The first one is going to throw his spear at Vin. I'm going to roll an attack. We covered this a little bit earlier, but an attack involves two different rolls. First, you roll to see if that attack is successful, actually hits. So the guiding bolt earlier missed. She rolled kind of low, and it went over their head. Kind of. If, <laughs> if it's high enough to uh, hit, then after that, you roll damage and add other effects. So... They rolled. What I rolled for the goblin was a 10, and they are going to add, uh, because they, he has some proficiency with his spear, I'm going to add his bonus. That's a 14. Vin's wearing armor, and so his armor class is going to determine whether that hits or not. What's your armor class? My armor class is 17. All right, so... Basically, with that roll, he chucks the spear, and it's on target, but it just clangs off Vin's armor harmlessly. Ha! So, your it's character nice as a warlock, a you're probably not wearing really big armor. Your armor 12. class is only 12. So, if that was a you, it would have hit you. You're a little bit more vulnerable to that, but that's why you send Vin out mm-hmm. uh, to absorb all that damage. Oh, 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 oh. We call that tanking. <laughs> no, but really, that, that's what we call yeah, it. That's legit. <laughs> yeah, that's I like it. So, there's these other goblins on wargs as well. They are, uh, one of them is going to uh, ride forward on the warg and also attempt to attack Vin with his, uh, he's holding a scimitar, and he rolled a 16, so that's going to... Miss. Miss. Still miss, but also his warg mount is going to try to bite you. Guys, everybody's here. for that, too. (laughs) Um, So roll a 6 there. Uh, I think that's going to miss. That's probably a 10 total. Yeah. All right, but we'd also have this... Third goblin, which is also mounted on a warg, and he is going to look at you guys and run inside. Uh, as you you notice that this guy on a warg, that this clearing on one part of this clearing is a cave opening, oh, and he no. rides into this cave. So now the three of you are facing two goblins and a warg, and what is not immediately evident to you is what else might be in that cave that he just retreated into. I believe All right, so that's going to bring us down to Bertha. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast a sacred flame on the warg seated goblin. So hopefully that isn't just terrible. All right, so describe to us what Sacred Flame does. So Sacred Flame basically, let me double check the full text of the spell, but it basically hurls blinding, bright, radiant damage at somebody. Flame-like radiance descends upon a creature that you can see within range. It has a 60-foot range. We're pretty close to these guys, so I'm assuming I'm okay there. Mm -hmm. Right on top of me. And they have to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 of radiant damage. Um, and they do not get any benefit of cover. So this is, and actually the reason behind that that a lot of people overlook is uh, Sacred Flame actually comes down from above. Yeah. It's like cast down by your god. It's divine energy. So if somebody's hiding behind something, that's not necessarily going to protect Basically, this ray mama, dropping down from their Mama's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on. Okay, so roll that. Okay, so I roll my d20 on that one, right? Oh, no, so they'll... Is it a... It's a saving throw. Saving throw? Dex saving throw. Okay, what was that? So dexterity saving throw. So some things are spell attacks where you roll to see if you're able to aim and hit. Other things you just cast 
and it's up to the creature to see if they can defend against this. So a dexterity saving throw that this goblin makes is basically comes down to are they able to jump out of the way or dodge this? Who the are you? Who's it on? The, the number to the one that's mounted. Okay. And the number to beat is thirteen. All right, here we go. He. Rolled a 17, so he is mm. going to deftly dodge out of the way with his mount and both of oh, them bananas. avoid damage. Um, to take a moment for, like, what do you do in combat, there's a couple different things you can do on a turn that we won't get too detailed in, but it kind of breaks down to you have an action that you could use to cast a spell or attack or do something, untie a rope. Really, anything you want to do can still be done in combat, and we just have to figure out how much time that would take. You can also move. So you have a certain number of certain amount of movement based on how fast and nimble your character is. And then an action. And then there's a few things that we might not come into. There's a few things that take a bonus action, which means you can do that in addition to your action. There's some other types of things you can do, but we won't worry about that right now. So it is Lyra's turn. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, can my... My Eldritch Blast, uh, if I can that hit the uh, goblin and the warg, does that have the ability to push both those creatures down? Hmm, let's see. So, probably typically no, but I will say since they're like literally on top of each other, that if you roll really, really well, maybe you'll pull that off. And if you roll well, less just, well, you might just, just hit one or the it other. At the warg. It's true. That would be true. If you hit his mount, that would be there'd be kind of like a residual effect if it like reared up or something. So whatever, just describe what you're what you're aiming for, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, The mounted goblin is right in front of Vin, and I throw my eldritch blast at the warg, hoping to hit him right in the center and throw the goblin off his mount. All right. So roll your d20 again. You're gonna add five. No, I got a one. It's oh. uh, a critical fail. Uh. Yeah, so if you roll a straight 20, that's basic. And in, in combat, what that means specifically, that's a critical hit, which is uh, all the dice you would have rolled, you rolled twice. So a 20 with an Eldritch Blast, damage. you would roll your D10 for damage and another one. Now, the opposite of that uh. is a critical fail. Um, and that means... Again, kind of depends on the table. Sometimes you add extra scenarios, but generally speaking, uh, it went as bad as it could go. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled. It's not your fault. It's the dice. Yes, <sighs> but it is Lyra's fault. <laughs> it's Lyra's fault. <laughs> it's the game that you're playing. So um, oh, I'll say she jumps out dramatically and summons the spectral energy and gets ready to cast it at the warg. And at the last point, kind of gets her arm tangled up in her robe. And it kind of like blasts a hole in your robe as you also trip on like the foot of your robe and fall over onto the ground. And the Eldritch Blast goes up over the head of the warg. So it's very clear to that warg and the goblin that you were trying to shoot them. Oh. And you totally didn't. No. <laughs> You're also on the ground. So we'll call that prone, which basically just means you'll need to use a little movement. You haven't really moved. So actually, you can use some of the movement in the same turn to Get kind of scramble back, back onto your feet mm-hmm. and even move a little bit if you want. So is there anything else you might want to fit into this turn or you're going to say you're done? Uh, you have like maybe 15 feet of movement. You could move, you could retreat or move toward whatever you want in it. Or you could just stay where you are. I'm just going to stay where I am. Cool. Lyra, that uh, signal flare is really going to help us you know, <laughs> summon some more uh, 
Help over here. You should try wearing robes. It's a good idea. <laughs> oh, be nice, Vin. No, I'm... Oh, what? All right, it's Vin's turn. Uh, Vin is going to pull out his uh, war hammer. I thought he had a sword. He does not. I was just hitting branches out of the way with my war hammer. If you have the stats for sword, you can totally have a sword if you want to have oh, a sword. I, I think That's it's the same the thing. made sheet. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll go ahead and have a sword because otherwise he'd looked real dumb. <laughs> Smashing bushes with a hammer. Just, no wonder coming. hammering the ground to smash the bushes down. All right, here's my sword. I'm going to swing at the uh, uh, the the warg. I'm going to take a... Uh, no, actually, yeah, 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 no, yeah you know what? I, I'm going to swing at the goblin who's not mounted. Okay. He threw the spear at me, a little punk. Yeah. So go ahead and roll. That's a 16 plus of five. That's a 21. Okay, that's going to hit. Roll damage. Damage. Eight. Oof. That's eight damage. They're not very tough. Um, so describe how you take out this goblin. I uh, kind of back him out with my shield, and then he'll pull his sword out, and he'll slice down at him, and there's just like kind of a spray of blood, and I'm going to go... <laughs> he doesn't like the, the look of blood very much, uh, <laughs> but he, he slices it there uh, through through the goblin, kind of through his, through his side there at kind of a diagonal angle. Oh my, what a mess. All right, so that goblin is definitely, definitely <laughs> dead. Um... And that's your turn. So we're back Hailhelm. to the other goblins, the warg and the goblin. So he is going to uh, once again, you know what? He's going to turn towards Lyra because Vin doesn't seem very fun to fight. And <laughs> Lyra just stumbled to the ground. So he is going to attempt to, we'll say, yeah, slice with his scimitar at Lyra. He rolled a 12, plus a little bit of a damage, so that's going to hit Lyra. And going to roll some damage for that. He rolled one with that, so um, his total damage yes. against you with his scimitar, he's going to strike you for three damage. So on your page, you also have hit points. Lyra has a total of 10, so it's not a lot. That's why... Playing with level one characters can be kind of harrowing because, oh. as we saw with the goblins, you know, a good roll might take you out in one. But you've yep. only lost three, so you can do a little math on your sheet and okay. subtract three points. So you're down to seven. A lot of people will play in pencil. Yeah. <laughs> we only have pens. We didn't do that. <laughs> but that's why the apps are helpful. Just sharpie nice. that down there. Um, <laughs> All right, now that's the only goblin uh, visible right now. His warg does not attack, so that's going to take us back to Bertha. Oh, sweetie, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, wait, she was attacked by the goblin? There's only one goblin currently visible, and he is mounted on a warg. Okay, I'm going to try my sacred flame again, and I'm going to attempt to hit that dude. Dude's gay. And that's an eight. That was a saving throw, right? Oh, it shoot. Yeah, so you're again, right. So again, he's going to try to dodge. Only rolled a four. Probably not going to do it with Woo-hoo! whatever his bonifier is. So roll damage on that. Cool. Um, so that's... Uh, so he's going to take two damage. <laughs> so he gets a little sizzle. <laughs> so is that two total? Somewhere. And I think the Sacred Flame has the effect that he's kind of lit up. No, uh, no you're thinking of okay. Guiding Bolts. Yeah. All right, um, so... Give me two seconds. Two radiant. I'll pull it up again. Boop, 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 boop. He gets a light sunburn. 
All right, so this it comes down on him and it singes him, and that's uh, that's kind of a disturbing thing to happen for the average goblin. It's just like a bolt of light comes <laughs> out of the sky and it singes you, so he definitely looks stunned and excited, <laughs> but not terribly damaged. Um, pretty bad. I mean, I think that's actually an interesting point of like. What does one hit point mean? One hit point doesn't mean very much, but if you consider that your level one character only has 10, it's that's a pretty serious amount mm. of damage. One tenth of what might kill you. You lost a tooth. Yeah. Well, mm. I think of that, the idea of like maybe being like stabbed in a leg, mm. <laughs> like that's, I want medical <gasps> attention for this, but I can probably, I'm going to survive. But if it happens nine more times, I'm going to be in bad, bad shape. So Bertha's going to yell out, don't hurt my friends. <laughs> All right. um, and we're back to Lyra. Okay. I'm still on the ground. The goblin mounted on the warg is close by right in front of me. You were right? able to use the rest of your movement on your turn to get back up to your feet. So you're okay. not on the ground. Okay. I'm back on my feet. Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to throw a dagger at him. Ooh. Because cool. I really liked these robes, and now they have a big hole mm, in them. I hear you. All right, so you're going to roll a, uh, let's see, a ranged attack because you're throwing the dagger. He actually just attacked you, so he's actually pretty close to you. So you, you could just stab, stab him, him with the dagger without letting go of that. Definitely going to do that. Sure. So let's look at the stats for your dagger on your sheet. It is, you see a little plus uh, yes. three here. Mm-hmm. That's reflecting your proficiency with a dagger plus your which is two, plus your dexterity. So you're going to roll and you're going to add three. Okay, roll my d20. Yeah. Okay. Seven plus three is ten. And uh, that misses. Again, oh. he rears back, lunges out of the way, and um, uh, yeah. He, see, so he backs up a little bit, gets some space between you. Generally speaking, magic is your thing. Okay. More than... Um, Jumping out and stabbing people. Because if you look at your stats there, Uh um, what do you have the highest plus on if you're looking at these six? Charisma. Charisma, which is what you're going to use for your spells. Ah. So that's going to give you, I mean, you can still hit with other things, but that's going to give you the biggest bonus. Got it. Um, and especially since you have those like as cantrips that can do some nice damage, like the there's move. no um, reason not to use them because you're not like for me, like some of my spells, I only have two spell slots right now, so I can only really use two of them. I'm trying to use these cantrips more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to kind of limit mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm doing, whereas you've got some killer cantrips. Warlocks are fun. Yeah, that gets into like, you know. Whether you personally want to choose what is statistically going to have the most mm-hmm. likelihood to do the best damage versus like if you feel like role play, Lyra would definitely stab this dude right yeah. now mm-hmm. and not use a spell like that should also be totally up to you. That was a, that was a great move. Don't worry, Lyra. <laughs> yeah. We're going to grab that dagger later. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I can picture Lyra having kind of a special relationship with her dagger. Like, I'm going to stab this guy because I'm mad, and I want the visceral feel of stabbing this into this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're on to Vin. Uh, Vin is going to turn toward the uh, mounted goblin and is going to actually slice at the warg. Cool. All right. Well, six plus five is an 11. At that warg. Nope. Ugh. Not happening. This, this thing's warg. really fast. <laughs> yeah, it has pretty good reflexes and just generally kind of assessing goblin versus warg. This warg looks a lot more 
tough and formidable mm. than the goblin riding it, who've proven thus far to be fairly squishy mm-hmm. as goblins go. Um, so we're going to come back to back to the goblin's turn. This goblin has been hit by Sacred Flame, has gotten lucky with the dodging. He is going to attempt to pull back and get away from you guys. What that's going to lead to, though, is in the midst of combat, is somebody is up close to you and they try to escape. Uh, we say they've been engaged with you. They have to. You're going to get an attack of opportunity to try to attack them before they leave. And that's going to be a part of your move called a reaction. You only do that if there's three people running by you in the midst of combat, you probably only have time to take a swipe at one of them, not all three of them. But your reaction can happen based on different things happening. So I'm going to say Vin and Lyra are both within range of an attack of opportunity. So Vin, go ahead and strike the goblin or the warg. Yes. 15 plus 5, 20 to hit. Hit. Mm. Who are you hitting? I'm going to go for the go- goblin. Okay. Works can't talk. Uh, so I'm going to roll damage here. D8. Two plus three, five damage. My sword. You uh, swipe this goblin with your sword, and that knocks him off of the warg. Yes. And he falls down and is also non-responsive. Ooh. Just laying there on the ground limply. So, now, Lyra, you also get an attack of opportunity if you want to hit or try something on this warg, or I suppose this non-responsive yeah. goblin body. <laughs> yes, goblin! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, although it's tempting to kill this unconscious goblin, I'm going to go for the warg. All right. So, roll an attack. You can... Hmm. Can she cast a spell, or does she have to... Is she in melee range right now with it? Like, if she, like, yeah. is she five feet? So, mm-hmm. if she were to try and cast a spell, it would be at disadvantage. Because you're firing your spell mm. and you're right next to them. So that's so. actually what would come into play with why you might stab. We probably yeah. did stab because you were close. Got it. And you don't have kind of the distance you need to get that ranged Eldritch Blast off. Anyway, so it is um, in the process of trying to run away. So I'm going to say if you want to blast it once it gets a couple feet clear, you can or you can stabby stab. Okay, I'm going to wait until it's a couple feet from me and I'm going to cast Chill Touch. Ooh, Chill Touch. Can you use Chill Touch as a reaction? I don't know. We're going to say yes. This is where that comes down. Fantastic. <laughs> um, not going to look that up right now. All right. That's so, fine. but uh, let's see. You cast Chill Touch. I imagine that's a save. Can we look up the text of what Chill Touch I does real right fast? Now. I had it already open. Ooh, I already got it. You create oh. a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature without in range. Make a ranged spell attack against a creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage, and it can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. So until then, a... the hand clings to the target. Mm. So we'll say this warg goes running, and with the warg on it, well, so let's see, the goblin with the warg on it, Vince swings and knocks the goblin down. And in that time, you've cast Chill Touch basically behind where it was. So this warg is going to run right into this necrotic hand that you have summoned. Go ahead and roll. It was a spell attack, so you're going to roll d20 and add five. 18. There you go. Yeah. So what was that? D8 damage? Yeah, it's one. Uh, so you're one eight 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 this one. That's it? Yes. Four. All right. So you do four, um, four damage to the warg with this creepy spectral hand that just appeared. It hurts it. And the warg, let's see, where are we at? Vin, the warg, this is the warg's turn. So 
it um, takes that damage and then it just turns and runs off into the forest, not into the cave. It has no rider. You definitely have the sense that it was like, peace out. This is not my jam. I'm getting out of here. And it's away into the forest out of your sight. Yeah, you better run. So with no enemies in visual range, that's going to take us out of initiative. You do know that that one goblin and warg ran into the cave. So, Does anyone want a snack? I've got some biscuits <laughs> in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you want to do from here? You've got, um, let's see, what's laying around right here? I guess there's two dead goblins. One of them's questionably uh, revivable. There's no wargs. There's this open cave. And down behind you, you know, there's the road. Jess, let's throw it to you. Like, what's your instinct of what Lyra might do first here? Well, I think first Lyra is definitely going to loot and see if there's any more of those gold coins because Mm. she's super intrigued and wants to know more. Yeah. And then I think should try and smack the goblin around a little bit and see if we can revive him and find out more information because we're smack going him into around that cave. And revive him. <laughs> Wake yeah. up. Give him some mouth to mouth or something. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, those are real different actions. <laughs> are we you smacking? Are we mouth to mouthing? Are no, we don't, healing? Don't don't judge other people's home lives. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to know. That's a like, way different like picture. CPR. If we're smacking or putting your mouth on his goblin. Yes. Yes. Yet again. <laughs> hey, uh, Alira, I, I can probably just not wake that him they're up not complimentary. You, I mean, oh, oh, yeah. If you're into that, no, no, no. you know, that's fine. No. I'm not judging. No, no, no. I'm just. It's, it was. I. Yeah, yeah, you should wake him up. <laughs> All right. I'm going to walk over there. Yeah. Totally cool. That's what I meant. And uh, um, use. So go ahead and I'm going to have you make a medicine check if you want to try to. So I have lay on hands. Him. Oh, okay. So with lay on hands, that's I can work. use like one point. Mm-hmm. I can just put one point into him uh, and then wake him up for one HP, essentially. Have sure. If, if, if he's still breathing. If he's I'm going to gently not hold dead. his hands down. Okay. <laughs> down. Hold his hands. Yeah, so that's a good moment to talk about, like, can you die? How do you die? So, mm. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, yeah, with your 10 hit points, uh, went down to zero, your character essentially passes out from your wounds and is non-responsive. And in the course of battle, you would start making death saving throws. Mm. You'd roll a d20. And if it comes up 10 or above, that's one point to saving you. Nine or below is one point to dying. If you get to three failed saving throws, you're dead, dead, can't be revived. If you get to three successful saves, then you basically stabilize and you're okay. And you're not going to die. In the course of, that's going to take a couple of turns of combat. If somebody heals you or even just gets to you and does something to stabilize you, you can skip to you're not going to die, die, but your character is non-responsive. Do my health points come back when the battle ends? So, no. Mm -hmm. Um, So what Weston's paladin is going to do at this point is he's going to use a paladin ability to give this goblin one HP Hit point is what HP is of healing. So he's going to revive, but if you wanted to take him back out, it wouldn't be is too hard. Is it a short rest or a long rest to revive hit points? A so, rest, right? um, yeah, so that we have the concept of resting. Um, we can wait and get to that, but there is a way between combat that you can regain hit points, mm-hmm. but it takes like. It's not immediately right out of combat. It's like we're going to sit around for an hour, a couple hours, and 
So we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. So, and I'm okay. Like I'm at seven uh, HP right now, but I'm okay. I'm, mm-hmm. That's not like negatively mm-hmm. affected. Yeah. You're not okay. dead. You're still functional. It doesn't take away of any of your abilities. And with this like opportunity to take a breather, this wouldn't probably be a great time for your group to be able to take a short rest mm-hmm. and sit down and clean <laughs> off your things and patch <laughs> your wounds because this other goblin just ran into the cave. Right. But you could take a moment to have somebody heal you or patch something up or get something ready. All right, so he, uh, going back into the story here, uh, Vin puts his hand on this goblin and sword at its throat. heals it for one point, sword at its throat. Bertha is also pinning it down so he can't try anything, and uh, he um, sort of jolts back to like, uh, Hi. Uh, so, uh, you just tried to kill me with the spear. You just, like, sliced me in half. Sure did. <laughs> yep. We'll get your legs later. Don't worry about that. Uh, what are your buddies hiding in that cave? Or you can just die right now. One of the two you know, choices here. I, I mean, buddies is a strong word. Like, uh, maybe work associates. Cohorts. Uh, whatever yeah. it is. I feel like we're spending a lot of time defining this. Look, we know about the treasure. Because he told us. What 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 treasure is that? What do you know about the treasure? You tell me. <laughs> okay, look, I don't we don't I don't know. I know this is gonna sound bad and you're gonna think I'm like lying or whatever and probably stab me again, but I we're guarding a treasure and we don't know what's in it. All right, we need to know if he's lying or not. Mm. Uh, I, I, I mean, I I'm not crossing my fingers or, or anything. We could, like, just establish some trust, or you could let me go and move this sword. Do I believe this goblin? Roll insight. So insight is your skill based on wisdom that helps you guess at people's, like, behind-the-scenes motivation. I would also motivation. like to roll insight. I'm plus do five to insight. Do we want to both roll so I can give you... <laughs> Does one of you have actual talent yes, for insight? Yes, I do have actual talent and insight. I like people. <laughs> so would you like to help me? Okay. Sure. Roll insight with advantage. That's a 15 plus my five is a 20. Do you want me to roll again? No. Uh, <laughs> that is good enough. Um, so, generally speaking, he's telling the truth. What did you specifically want to We wanted know to about? know um, if, well, if, he, if he's telling the truth. Um, yeah, so he seems honest about they're guarding a treasure and he doesn't know what's in it. I want to ask him one more In terms question. of, like, if it'd be cool to let him go, logically, he would like to, like, not <laughs> not be stabbed and not die in this scenario. So I suppose that's truthful as well. You wouldn't necessarily not trust him to run away. You're not sure if he might go in the cave or follow the warg or whatever if you let him go. Who, uh, who, whose treasure are you guarding here, friend? Mm. Uh, you know him? Well, everyone's my friend eventually. Look, I'm fairly like low on the proverbial like corporate ladder uh, in this situation. <laughs> like we work for a guy, uh, his name Murray, and uh, like he just told us this was our job today and this week to guard this cave. It's got a thing. And uh, frankly, I don't get paid a lot, and benefits are poor. So, like, oh, if I could just yeah, go, we, we, we don't really care. Uh, what Let's let cool, go. cool? Who else? Who else is in there? With you know, how many of those goblins or other things are are waiting for us in that cave? Are, are, are you gonna Are you gonna stab them? Uh, yes. And you said you didn't care. They're just coworkers. So no, I mean that's legitimate. I mean, uh, okay. 
be nice to the warg. We kind of have a thing going. I mean, not like a, not in a weird way, but like, you know, it's nice. I give him some of my meat. Anyway. The warg uh, ran off. He's fine. No, there's the other one. Joe. Wait, no. What's that? You guys, yeah, yeah. you guys killed little Joe. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. So there's one warg in there. I call her precious. And Aww. right. Right? I have humanity, okay? All right. I have... Uh, Keep oh, talking about the No, trailer. no, all right. We're moving on. The three. There's three more. Let's see. You killed this one. Yeah, there's three more. Not counting me and the warg. And then there's... What's your name, friend? Aloysius. That's unfortunate. I think I we know. should let Aloysius go. I mean, obviously, he feels really bad. Bertha, you're too nice for your own good. I'm just saying. he's not. You're not going to hurt us, are you? My friends call me Ally. Oh, see, his name is even Ally. I pull out the gold coin that I stole from Little Joe. Ally, what do you know about this coin? That's that's what we got paid for. We all have one of those, and that's our pay for the week. It's pretty good. You know, gold is, is worth a lot. You could definitely, like, enjoy yourself for a week or two on that, if you're wondering the relative value of gold coins <laughs> in this particular part of the wood. I'm so glad you're enlightening the economics for us. Yeah. Yeah, again, I don't care. Okay. Uh, um, so, are we, I mean, my sword's here. I can just... But he's cooperated so nicely. Yeah, maybe we could take a vote on that. Oh, yeah, I think we should let him go. I look at Vin over the head of the goblin, and I make a slicing <laughs> motion against his throat. Just copy what she's. <laughs> I can see her. Stop making that slicing motion. Oh no 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 no! We're totally gonna let you go, Ally. I will let you go. All right. Well, you put me in a bit of a predicament here because I I just really don't like seeing blood everywhere. And I definitely don't want it on my armor. Oh, I'm really bloody. I'm a bleeder, let me tell you. It's going to get everywhere. It <laughs> might right, splash right. on your Here's clothes. Here's what's going to happen is I'm going to let go of your arms. You're going to run off into the forest, and you're going to leave my friends alone, okay? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, sounds good. I let go of his arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace out, bye. So he gets up. I'll, I'll let him go. All right, so he gets up, and he takes off, hey, off Lyra, what into is the forest. <laughs> Guys, we just let him go. What if there's more waiting in the woods? He's not going to hurt us. Listen, Ally's my friend now, so I I think we're fine. Let's go in that cave. So he specifically ran off towards the road, the direction that you came from, and not towards the cave, and also not in the direction of that other warg that ran off. Don't you feel better about yourself now, having shown a little bit of mercy? I do not. I feel like we all grew a little bit I'm, today. I'm just glad my, my armor's clean. That's really all I care about. All right, let's 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 move on to that cave, huh? Let's do it. Okie dokie. I guess we're going to walk down to the cave. Let's clearing. go. Should we, make, should we try and do it stealthily? Or I mean, they know we're coming. There's only one entrance. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a moment, pause here for this cave, and uh, talk a little bit about this. Will probably wrap up our first uh, first segment of this little mini series. So, uh, before we continue this adventure on in the next series, uh, you know, what do you think, Jessica? And do you have some, any questions or anything to wrap up with? Thoughts about the adventure or the game right now? First of all, super fun. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of fun. Second of all, it's hard to get used to the idea that you can't make a wrong decision mm-hmm. about how you move or what you do. Yeah, uh, like what are the rules? What are my <laughs> guidelines? Yeah, Whatever you want. Because <laughs> I feel like the only thing that 
is detrimental to the game is hesitation mm-hmm. or is not committing fully. So making any choice and going for it is awesome. And I can see how you get more comfortable with that over time. Um, yeah. And some groups, again, depends on your table, but sometimes, you know, you're game runner might give you time to debate or might say like, Hey, you're right now you're in combat, make a decision mm-hmm. right now. Three, two, one, and push it, mm-hmm. push it a little yeah, bit more. You, yeah. You don't want to wait, spend all night for somebody to mm-hmm. make a decision. Yeah. And getting into character is something it's my goal because <laughs> I love Vin and Bertha and it's fun to create characters that are different from yourself. Yeah. There's a nice little contrast between just them like having me. fun. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know you, so that's like... <laughs> that means nothing. It means yeah. literally nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, you guys. And we will uh, see all of you in our second episode of this mini-series mini introducing Dungeons and Dragons. Woohoo! Do, 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 do.